Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Josh Jacobs is signed, he's sealed, he's delivered, and he's getting ready for Denver. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for August 28th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. To get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available, of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we definitely appreciate you. And we appreciate my man Ari. does a great job each and every day making sure we're on YouTube. We're looking good. We're sounding good, and we definitely appreciate his efforts. You can always hit him up on Twitter at RE Produces. You can always hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254. And you know, we got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707 654 4693. It's always available. We got your calls and texts. As a matter of fact, coming up in segment number three of today's show. As a matter of fact, we got your calls and texts, but we're going to sprinkle in a little bit of Raiders locker room sound as well that came from preseason game number three versus Dallas Cowboys. So we got all that coming up in segment number three of today's show. Segment number two, we're going to talk about that preseason game, preseason game number three versus Dallas Cowboys. And well, basically the no-show for the Raiders as far as I'm concerned. They went out there and nobody, and I mean nobody, separated themselves from the rest of the pack, which I was a little surprised by, saying it was the final preseason game, and we know cutdowns come up on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So I was a little surprised by what I saw on Saturday, but we'll talk about that coming up in segment number two of the show here in segment number one, news and notes of the day and really everything collected over the weekend. And please believe there's plenty of news and notes to get to uh, coming up in this segment. So let's go ahead and jump into it after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's Game Time. Tell you a lot more about them coming up later in the show. But off top, got to talk about running back Josh Jacobs. On Saturday, it was announced that Josh Jacobs and the Raiders came to agreement on a one-year deal worth up to $12 million. Just a little bit over $11 million is, is the salary. And then with incentives, it could be up to $12 million. The deal replaces the $10.91 million franchise tag and clears the way for Jacobs to return to the Raiders after staying away from the team throughout the offseason and training camp. That's from Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero from NFL Network. Jacobs can earn another $200,000 in incentives under the new contract. Again, according to Rap Sheet and Pelissero, and also the deal replaces the franchise tag. So if the Raiders choose to, they could franchise them again, but it would cost them more closer to about $14 million guaranteed as opposed to just a little bit over the $10 million that it was this past year. But more importantly, with all the business side of things done, seeing Josh Jacobs officially sign his deal on Sunday and see him officially put that helmet back on, see his new number, number eight. He got that jersey. The Raiders put it out on Twitter if you saw that, or I think, I'm sure they put it out on Instagram as well. Uh, saw the video of him seeing his new J- jersey, the Jacobs number number eight and just the way that he was whoo you know just looking at it you could tell he's excited to be back with the team and again you can't really have hard feelings towards the player can't have hard feelings to the team either unfortunately the NFL is a business it's always going to be a business and sometimes the business side of things gets in the way but I'm just glad to see that it's all done it's before September 1st if you checked out the podcast that I did on Saturday uh, after after the news was uh, you know revealed about Josh Jacobs then you know you've probably already very familiar with how I feel about it he's in time He's in, in, in practice and at the facility there in time to be prepared for Denver. And he always has really good games against the Denver Broncos. So that gets me excited. I don't know if he's going to be a 25-carry guy against Denver September 10th. I'm sure he won't. But just having him out there, that, that presence is going to be a big deal. I know he's in shape. He's got to get in football shape. And that's what the job of the staff will be, uh, the coaching staff, the training staff, everybody to get him prepared for September 10th. That's all that matters right now. Now that the preseason is over, all the players are 
all have their eyes squarely on the Denver Broncos. The first uh, game of the season, it's a road trip, followed up by another road trip to Buffalo in week two. So uh, all is good with Josh Jacobs, and now a key cog to that Raiders offense is back in the mix, and that's nothing but a good thing. As a matter of fact, on Sunday, Coach Josh McDaniels talked with the media by way of Zoom, and he was asked about Josh Jacobs, and uh, since he ran into him on Sunday, how did he look, and uh, you know what's the thought process of getting him back with the team and getting him back in the mix as far as being a player on the offensive side of the ball yeah I didn't I mean I didn't see him in like shorts and a t-shirt or a uniform or anything like that so um he, he looked great you know what I mean so uh, like I said we'll we'll kind of see uh where all that's at and just right make the smart decisions going forward um we got a long season ahead of us um but he's the kind of guy that um he works extremely hard all the time uh you know to put himself in a great position to to help our team and so uh we'll be eager to see that but again we're not going to do anything unnecessary um you know if, if it's not quite ready to do a 60 play load then you know we'll make the smart decisions but um if i know him he'll he'll want to be ready to roll and uh the plan will be to go forward as 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 his body and 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 the feedback we're getting from the medical people and uh, strength and conditioning staff as they see fit. So um, just excited to see him. Uh, he looked great. He had a big smile on his face. So there was head coach Joshua Daniels again. He met with us on Sunday and he was just talking about Josh Jacobson. He's always been very adamant that you know he loves the player, loves the person, uh, and is excited to have him back. And he was said it from the beginning, the beginning of training camp. Couldn't wait to get him back, and is excited that Josh Jacobs is back in the mix. Now it's up to Josh and it's up to the staff to get him ready for Denver. And I have no doubt that they're going to do that. Also. On Sunday, the Raiders started the process of getting their roster down to 53 men. And check this out. I just want to go ahead and point this out before we even start talking about players that are released. Over the next couple of days, and this is a note I saw on Twitter, and I thought it was very important to go ahead and remind everybody, the NFL teams combined are going from 90 to 53 men. So that's basically 1,180 players are going to either be released or waived to get the rosters down to 53. Of course, some of them will end up on practice squads. Some of them will end up on other teams. But for the most part, a lot of these guys, their, their careers are potentially over as far as the NFL. So it's just wild to think that there are so many guys right now that are employed by the NFL that come Tuesday at 1 o'clock Pacific time or even before may have played their last down, may have played, had their last snap, may have uh, been in their last locker room, right, as far as the NFL is concerned. So the Raiders started that process on Sunday. So there's a handful of, of uh, transactions that they made, and nothing was a big glowing like, oh, wow, I didn't expect to see that one coming. But they started the process. So I'll go through it really quickly. They sent out the email that they waived the following players. Isaac Darkangelo, the linebacker, they just signed him the other day, waived. Isaiah Ike Brown, the cornerback, Doug Coslin, another guy, the defensive tackle that they just signed the other day. Bryce Cosby, the cornerback, gone. Chase Garbers, quarterback, he's waived. He is a guy that's eligible to go on the practice squad, so just kind of pay attention to that. Uh, Vitaly Gurman, the guard, he has been waived. And then Darwin Thompson, the running back, was also waived. Uh, guys that were waived, injured, Chris Lacey, the wide receiver. Uh, he was out of Oklahoma State. He was a, you know, a guy that just got banged up during training camp but was never able to get right. So waived, injured, following player Chris Lacey, and then placed the following players on the reserve injured list. Running back Britton Brown, his season's over. Jacob Hollister, the tight end, his season's over. And Isaiah Zuber, the wide receiver, his season is over. And he didn't even sign very long ago, but... 
That's just kind of how it goes. And so that's the first wave. Again, nothing major, nothing that should stand out to you as a big surprise, but this is just how it goes, right? I mean, these guys played their game on Saturday, and like I said, a lot of them, that was the final time that they'd put any NFL uniform on or any NFL helmet or been in any NFL locker room. I'm not saying those guys that just got released, but for the most part, man, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be looking for jobs, and there'll probably be a lot of guys looking for jobs outside of the NFL after Tuesday is wrapped up. Uh, also, here's head coach Josh McDaniels. Again, he met with us on Sunday and talked to us about a variety of different subjects, including roster trimming. And if it could be a little easier the second time around, now that everybody in the building, they're all on the same page and they all share the same vision. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you have um, you know, the ability to, to have a group of people around you that understand kind of what we're looking to try to build and how we want it done, um, you know, their input is invaluable uh, to this process, just as it was uh, through free agency, the draft process, um, you know, both years we've been here and um, we got a lot of great feedback from our staff. Uh, the guys upstairs have done a tremendous job of evaluating uh, our roster and our team all, the, you know, all year long and, uh, you know, get their feedback through, throughout the course of the year. And uh, it really helps, you know, Dave and myself to just try to um, you know, take as much of their input as we can um, and really try to process that and make the best decisions we can for our for our team. So, um, you know, I feel like we all kind of understand what we're trying to get done here. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll we'll make the right decisions here in the next couple of days. So there's head coach Josh McDaniels just kind of talking about what we just talked about, the trimming of the roster, the, the the method and the madness that goes into it and what they're looking for and what they're not looking for and the fact that everybody's on the same page, that obviously is good. They all share the same vision. If you remember when this staff came in last year, right, they were dealing with a lot of other scouts, uh, the previous staff scouts. They uh, they didn't uh, have all their, you know, their legs underneath them to say, right? I mean, they just weren't all where they needed to be at that point. They were kind of rushing the process because they didn't even get hired until till the season was over. So, I mean, they were already behind. So this year, having a full year, and they've been planning for every year moving forward, that's got to be a big help. Also, the big news on Saturday besides Josh Jacobs was the fact that Tyree Wilson, Raiders' number seven overall pick, made his debut versus the Dallas Cowboys. And look, let's just be honest about the situation. He looked like a guy who hadn't played football in a long time. You saw flashes. You saw moments where, I mean, he just picked up the offensive lineman and basically sat him in the lap of the quarterback. Problem is he didn't complete the play, right? He didn't get the quarterback to the ground. So there's a few bad angles that he took. There's a couple times he stuck on on blocks and he couldn't get off of him. Again, it looked like a guy who hadn't played football in a very long time. But you could see the traits. You could see just the pure strength, right? Just the way that he has the ability to get to the quarterback and just really uh, bull rush, right? I mean, that's really not even going deep into the bag of different tricks to get to the quarterback. Just using pure strength and power. That was on display, and you could see it on Saturday. So that's a really good sign. So when we talked to head coach Joshua Daniels on Sunday, I asked him about Tyree Wilson, how he showed flashes on Saturday, but then also he's got teaching moments on how to finish the play, not just get close. Yeah. You know, I thought he played hard. I thought he got he, – he saw a few different looks, which was good. He had to play a couple of different things schematically. Um, we got to play him on both sides of the ball, which was a good thing. Uh, also got some exposure there. Um, you know, and he's going to learn from some of the things that he saw. You know what I mean? It's one thing to get close. Uh, the NFL is really not a league of close. Um, so, you know, he'll he'll learn to finish that, um, which is what he did in college. And, 
Um, you know, but this is some good things to learn from today for sure. So that's the thing. Like Tyree Wilson could show all the great traits out there. He could be as strong as he wants to be. He could put the offensive lineman in the lap of the quarterback, but at the end of the day, you got to make the play. Now you expect with the Max Crosby out there or Chandler Jones out there with him, the play is going to get made. But, you know, there was a couple times where it looked like Will Greer was going down by way of Tyree Wilson, and somehow he escaped and, and got up the field for big-time yardage. So that's something that Tyree's going to have to clean up. You know, there was one play where he was supposed to have contain, and, and he didn't. He didn't uh, set the edge the right way, and Will Greer ran right around him and went to the end zone, scored a touchdown. Like, those kind of things can't happen. So he's going to... He's going to learn, right? He's going to have those growing pains, but it was, I think, very positive just to see him out there on the field on, uh, on Saturday. Again, I think that that was a really good thing. So here's head coach Josh McDaniels with a little more detail on Tyree Wilson, on what he saw from him on Saturday. You know, I, I, thought, he, I thought he played. Uh, he, he showed up in both the running game and the passing game, which was good. Um, you know, I think his conditioning was fine relative to the n- amount of plays we used him. Um, you know, he chased and ran to the ball and I was able to create some pressure on the quarterback there a little bit. But, um, you know, there's plenty of little things. Uh, I'd say that's the part that's um, hardest to do without being in real game like action or in pads and padded practices um, is the, the small things that you need to do. Um, you know, with, with great physical toughness and, and, you know, all those things that you can only do in padded practices. So um, he'll see some of those things today. And obviously those will be uh, pinpointed for us as we move forward. And uh, I would say the same thing about Byron, you know, is, you know, he, he had some uh, good snaps in there yesterday and we'll learn a lot from the film as well. So there was head coach Josh McDaniels again, back to back right there talking about Tyree Wilson and what he saw from him on Saturday. How about Tyree Wilson? How did he feel? We'll close out segment number one with this. How did Tyree Wilson feel coming out of the game? Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review Journal, Red Nation Radio 920. He actually caught up with Tyree Wilson in the locker room. Here is that conversation. Tyree, it's been kind of a long time since you actually got onto a football field. How, did, how good did it feel tonight? I mean, it felt good. Uh, I just had to trust the process. You know, I was eager to get on the field, you know, right away. But, you know, I trust the trainers and trust the coaches and uh, the personnel department to have the right plan to get me back on the field at the right time. And I feel like coming back to Texas was the right time to get on the field. Was it frustrating uh, these last however many months uh, just working your way to get to this point? Uh, You know, I'm a competitor, so, you know, it was frustrating, but, you know, they were in my ear every day, you know, trust the process, trust the process, and, you know, I just had to believe in the process and know that they were doing the right thing and what was best for my health. I know every day is a kind of a hurdle for you, but how are you feeling right now after, you know, five practices or so in a game? I feel, I feel great, you know, ready to continue to build and, you know, keep stacking days and uh, keep stacking callus and build it with my brothers. So there you go, Vinny and Tyree Wilson. And you can hear Tyree saying it was frustrating. I'm a competitor. I want to be out there, but I got to trust the staff. I got to trust the medical staff. I, you know, I got to believe in the process. And nobody, no NFL fan, no player, no anybody ever wants to hear trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. But there's no doubt about it that there's always a process. And you've got to trust the process. You can't rush it. You don't want to have him have a setback. You just want him to get out there and be able to play at the highest level. But you only you can only get that when he's 100% ready to go and Again, they've, they've gone and brought him along slowly, even though Lincoln Kennedy, when I was on the pre, pregame show on Saturday, I asked him about bringing him along slowly, and he didn't like that term. I don't like hearing bringing him along slowly. He was picked in the top 10. He needs to be out there. But, again, 
You've got to save the players for themselves. Sometimes I'm sure he wanted to be out there and participating, but you don't want him to have a setback and then miss a lot of time, especially in the regular season, because he rushed to try to get out in the preseason. So again, just a positive step, in my opinion, seeing him out there on Saturday. Now it's all about ramping up and getting ready for the Denver Broncos. Coming up in segment number two, what else did I see on Saturday? Why were the Raiders so underwhelming and disappointing? Well, we'll talk about it and talk about how that could impact the future for some of these guys that are kind of on the roster bubble. We'll do that in segment number two of the show after I tell you about Underdog Fantasy. And with August being here, and I know that it's almost September, you know what it means. It's the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. You can get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do, one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every single week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. It's the largest fantasy football contest of all time, and it's back and even bigger, with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including a crazy $3 million going to the winner. And last year, the winner, they drafted their team in July, so you don't have to wait. You can get it done quick, fast, and in a hurry. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Sign up with the promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code Locked On. Underdog is the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. Best Ball Mania 4 is the largest fantasy football tournament ever. Again, visit underdogfantasy.com, find them in the App Store, sign up with promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. One to go over preseason game number three. Because I'll tell you right now, I did the pregame show. I was pretty excited. I wanted to see if there was going to be somebody that stepped up their, their game and really you know, played at a high level and solidified their spot on the roster. That was what I was anticipating going into the game. And then coming out of the game, I felt very underwhelmed. Like, what did I just see? And it's not about the win-loss. I mean, the Cowboys won 31-16, but it was just the way they went about doing it. I had a couple people tweet me at me and say, Q, I'm getting those feelings again of the Raiders' bad defense. And, you know, it just was so much and so little – you know, uh, it almost looked like lack of effort or lack of, you know, giving a damn out there on Saturday. And, and, you know, there was a few guys that stepped up. Christian Wilkerson had a good day, 10 catches for 122 yards. To me, that really felt like they were showcasing him. That really felt like, hey, you know what, this, this wide receiver room is really deep. So let's go ahead and showcase this guy. And maybe a team that needs a wide receiver throws a late round pick at us. Right? That's, that's what that felt like to me. I could be completely wrong, but that's what it felt like. They fed him early and they fed him often. And he responded. 10 catches, I think he had like 13 targets, but he had 10 catches for 122 yards, so he did well. Damian Williams, 31 years old, been in the league eight years. He was out there playing, right? Six carries, 54 yards, a 24-yard touchdown run. He played well. Daniel Carlson is clearly in midseason form, three for three, 62-yarder on top of that. I didn't even think there was any reason to trot him out there, but they did, and he drilled it, right? He probably could have made it from 66. I mean, Cash Money Carlson is Cash Money Carlson for a reason. Aiden O'Connell, he was okay. 17 for 26, 178 yards. I don't think he was as good as he was the first two weeks of the preseason, but he was okay. He didn't, you know, make any big mistakes. You know, he, he did make a nice play with his legs where he kept the play alive, uh, you know, rolled out, got around the defender, and, and found Michael Mayer, the tight end. Uh, and they ended up picking up 13 yards in a first down, so that was good. So I thought Aiden O'Connell was fine. His preseason totals were great, 41 for 51. 41 for 58, excuse me, 462 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 
and he led six touchdown drives. I mean, that I thought was really good. Again, to me, if he had to go into a game to, to, to relieve Jimmy G because of injury or something like that, I feel like the Raiders would be pretty comfortable with him going out there. Obviously, they're comfortable with Brian Hoyer. He didn't play at all, so that lets you know that he has the number two spot. Uh, and again, it doesn't matter. I did the show last week about maybe Aiden O'Connell could get the number two spot and then at the same time realize, you know what, the, the number on the, on the side of the pecking order probably doesn't matter. We know Brian Hoyer is not going to be the future, and who knows what Aiden O'Connell is going to be, but you, you know at some point that they'll have him be the backup as opposed to Brian Hoyer. But this is where it really got bad. Like, Zamir White, three carries for three yards? You want to talk about a disappointment? I don't know if he was down to the dumps because Josh Jacobs agreed to a deal. I don't, I don't know what it was, but three carries for three yards? And it really looked bad. Like, he, there was one play where he got the ball. It was... Was it third down or fourth down? I, I don't know. It might have been third down and then led to a fourth down. Uh, the Raiders didn't do well on fourth down on Saturday either. But Samir White got, you know, just tackled by the ankles, just went down immediately. It looked like hardly any contact just went straight down. And I know that the Raiders, they try to do a lot of the, the, uh, the zone, you know, the, the, uh, the zone rushes and the outside zone. And I don't think that he's great at that. I think he's more of that power back that just kind of gets downhill and he's really good at those draw plays, especially those first down draw plays where no one really sees it coming, and all of a sudden, boom, he hits the hole pretty hard. He did well in that second game against the Rams. He was okay in, in week one against the 49ers, but that game against the Cowboys, even though he only, he only carried the rock three times, it just seemed like he was disinterested. And I, I'm not too sure why anybody on the team that was playing in that game, because it's not only just the Raiders. Like Someone's going to say right now, well, Q, a lot of them know that they're not going to be on the team. That's fine. You're auditioning for the whole league. You're not just auditioning for the Raiders. You're going out there and you're, you're playing for the other 31 teams as well. You want to put something good on film. And I didn't see a whole lot of good on film. I saw flashes of good. Like I thought Amik Robertson played good at times. I thought Duke Shelley played good at times. Right? And, but that, that was really it. David Long, I thought he looked bad. Right? I, I, it's funny. On the TV broadcast, I kept hearing about how good the secondary was. And I kept thinking, not in this game. <laughs> the secondary didn't look very good in this game. I mean, third and long, continue to give up. Third and long, continue to give up. Third and long, continue to give up. Right? It's like, what, what in the hell's going on? And, and when they didn't give it up by the air, then Will Greer was picking it up on the ground. Right? I just The defense, again, for a, a unit that I think a lot of people, including myself, have been getting pretty excited about because it looks like they're taking that next step. It was, it was just not good. Right? And I don't care if you're the first string, second string, third string. If you're out there on the field, you got to play at a high level. And I'm sorry, they just were not, in my opinion, were not playing. They almost looked like they were disinterested. And again, for guys that are out there fighting for their jobs, to me, that's, that's bizarre, right? I mean, they, Austin Hooper didn't see him play, so I'm assuming that he, he made, the, made the squad. But, I mean, he, to me, he's been a guy that's been disappointed so far in preseason. We'll see what happens by Tuesday. But I feel like he's, he's pretty much made the squad just by the fact that he didn't play on, on Saturday. But the guys that were out there, right? I mean, there was some good here and there. But for the most part, and really in particular, I'm looking at the defense. They just, they just couldn't get anything going. Uh, you know, the offense, they didn't do very good in the, the red zone. They were 0-2 in the red zone. The Cowboys were 4-4. Four for four. But again, the Cowboys being 4-4 four for four in the red zone, to me, is okay. The defense wasn't very good. So I, I was really disappointed, to be 100% honest. I was really disappointed with the performance I saw. Again, I don't care about the wins and losses in the preseason. It's, again, the way that you get there. And I thought that the way that the Raiders got to the loss on Saturday was not very good. I mean, I even said in the postgame show, you know, I was like, man, the Raiders defense has been playing pretty well. Well, not really tonight, but <laughs> right. But I mean, for the most part, throughout preseason and training camp, they have been looking a lot better. 
they didn't, I, like I said, they didn't look like they were interested at all in being at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Like, they were already done with the preseason. And I just think that that was a mistake, right? I mean, there were some guys that I was looking at and really trying to focus in on to see if they were going to be able to play. Like, Drake Thomas, he looked okay. Luke Masterson, he had moments where he looked good and moments where he's, you know, pretty bad. He had one play where he could have made an interception. All he had to do was turn his head around, didn't. Uh, you know, he had a play where, you know, he could have stopped somebody for a, a loss in the backfield. He had one where he did convert that and did really well. Another one, it's like the running back ran right through him, right? And so there was, like I said, there was a lot to, to be desired. Uh, I was just happy to see Tyree Wilson out there. Uh, we knew Josh Jacobs wasn't going to be out there, but seeing Tyree Wilson out there in the, you know, amount of snaps that he got just to go ahead and get his, start to get his legs under him. Clearly, he's got a long ways to go, but uh, all in all, man, I was, I was pretty disappointed, not going to lie, uh, in, in, by that performance from overall from the team. Again, certain guys did well. Wilkerson, great. Now maybe a team's going to go trade for him. I really feel like that that's what that was. I mean, my gut feeling tells me that they were showcasing him, trying to get him, trying to get a team out there to potentially trade for him. And I do think that there's, there's teams out there that are probably interested in him and, and interested in, in one of the wide receivers or multiple wide receivers that the Raiders have. They have a deep wide receiver room. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just, they, they do. It's, it's incredible. I even, I asked Coach McDaniels about the wide receiver room in the media session that we had on Sunday by way of Zoom. I, t- I told him, I asked him, and matter of fact, here it is right here. I asked him about the different flavors of wide receivers that they have in that room right now. You know, what are the traits that he's looking for? What are the traits that Dave Ziegler and company are looking for, for guys they could potentially keep on the roster? Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I, look, they have to be uh, in that room, smart, tough, dependable, I would say with the way we do a few things, mature, um, you know, because we ask them to play a lot of positions and and learn some different things. And the more the more you can do, the more you understand, the more roles you can play or potentially back up, the better off you are for us taking you to the game, you know. And um, at the end of the day, they got a couple jobs, you know, get open and catch the ball. And, you know, let's just start with that. So. Um, if they can do that, then they'll they'll find a way to to contribute on our team. And um, I think we tried to 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 create competition and depth in that room. I think we did that. I think we've had a number of guys uh, this year uh, and this camp really stand out at different times and make a bunch of plays. And um, that room, will, it'll be a tough decision here coming up. So there's Coach McDaniel's just talking about the wide receivers and the traits and thought it was funny. They got to be able to catch the ball. <laughs> well, yeah, that's their number one job. They got to be able to catch the ball. And that's the problem that they don't have. All those guys in that wide receiver room, if it's Keelan Cole, if it's Christian Wilkerson, if it's Cam Sims, right, DeAndre Carter, I mean, guys like that, they, they, can, all, they can all catch passes, and they all have different styles. So it's going to be interesting to see who they keep. But I'll tell you, it felt like Christian Wilkerson was being uh, showcased for a team that potentially uh, called the Raiders and make a trade. But who knows? We'll see. Uh, all in all, though, not a very good performance for the Raiders. I don't want to be too critical and sound too down. I just thought that I would see a couple of guys at least try to separate themselves, similar to what Amik Robertson did, in my opinion, last year, where he really balled out in that fourth preseason game, and I feel like solidified his roster spot. I didn't see anyone do that on Saturday, and that's exactly what I was looking for. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts. You're off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is game time and it's 
times that you all of a sudden find out you got family and friends coming to town. If it's not you, it's me, right? That happens to me all the time. And sometimes it stresses me out. It's like, hey, uh, can you get some tickets? Oh, they want to go to the Raider game. Can you get some tickets last second? And it's funny because, you know, the job that I do and the coverage of the Raiders is like, oh, yeah, I think that uh, Q can get some tickets pretty quick. No, no, no. Q's got to get tickets just like everybody else. But, you know, we, we find ways to get it done. We'll do it last minute, and game time can help you do that. It doesn't matter what event it is. Uh, as long as you want to go, sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever the case may be, they've got you covered. All you got to do is check out game time. Forget planning it months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and a whole lot more. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find the tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, boom, you're done. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you'll never have to dig through your email. All you got to do, download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code is LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text draft at Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Went a little long in segment one and two, so we'll try to get through these as quick as possible. Let's start things off with Barry from Baltimore. He's calling to talk about Josh Jacobs and the team agreeing to a deal. What that means for the team and how he now feels about the upcoming season. Here he is, Barry from Baltimore. What up, Q? Uh, this is Barry from Baltimore. I just wanted to call in real quick. Uh, I heard the uh, quick little podcast that you put up today. I appreciate it, man, um, especially getting a little bit of extra on a Saturday. <laughs> um, first, I want to congratulate you on the five years. That's awesome with the podcast. Um, I listen every day, so, you know, I appreciate what you do. Um, and all the content you bring to us, Raider Nation. So thanks, man, and congrats on that. But real quick on the Jacobs thing, I'm happy, man. I wanted this to happen. Of course, I wanted a long-term deal. That didn't happen, um, but I'm pumped. I think it's going to speak volumes for the locker room. I think the veterans are going to be happy. I think Adams, Crosby, you can already tell on social media. I just think it adds a, just a little spark to the team and brings some good vibes, and that's what's, what I'm just looking for for this year. So, you got the quarterback in there. He's healthy, knock on wood. You got Tyree Wilson coming back, healthy, knock on wood. You got Jacobs, you know, starting to, starting to form. And, um, you know, I think it's enough time for him to be ready for Denver. You know, I think he, he's getting in right at the right time. Um, you know, it's not a long term deal. They signed a year. They gave him a little extra money, which is awesome. I like that. Maybe some good terms for them to negotiate after the year. Some, uh, you know, you know, just from some, uh, I know it's not all worked out like you mentioned, and I get that. It's a business, but at least I'm doing this. Maybe there's some good signs for a long-term deal because I don't want him to leave, but I also understand the business aspect of it. But all around, I think it's just a good move, man. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm ready for the season. I'm, I'm just ready. You know, this is, uh, I'm calling before the preseason games. So I don't really comment on that, but I just wanted to, appreciate uh that you put out a little quick little uh podcast on the on the Jacob situation and uh I agree with everything you said. I think this is only a plus man. So um yeah man. Oh and also too you're right. I like how the Raiders handled this. They didn't go through the media. There wasn't no you know, they didn't spill anything. I like how they kept it calm, quiet, just kinda went about their business. Nobody even knew about this. 
um, you know, and it kind of just happened, you know. So I like how they how they ran that business on it, you know. They kept it, you know. I like that. I like how they're running that. Everything's quiet, and this things happen, and you got to respect that it's from this regime. So, you know, um, but uh, yeah. So I'm not gonna hate them on that, man. So we'll just see. I'm hoping for a good year, but. Anyway, thanks again, man. I'm out. Go Raiders. Barry, thanks for the call. Appreciate you. And, yeah, man, I think it was so important to get it done and get it done before September 1st, right? It gives them plenty of time, in my opinion, to get them ramped up and ready to go for week one. It might not be 25 carries workload, right? But I do believe he's going to be available to go, in my opinion. And that's most important because they need him. And, oh, by the way, he does really well. (laughs) He does really well against the Denver Broncos. But – you know, you mentioned the, the locker room and how they're excited to have him back. Well, Devontae Adams, my man Vinny Bonsignor, he caught up with Devontae Adams following the game and talked about the arrival of Josh Jacobs and the good news that the Raiders received when they found out Josh Jacobs was returning. Obviously, good news today that Josh is, is coming back. Just your thoughts on, on, getting, on getting 28 back, or 8, actually. Yeah, man, I'm I'm, um, I'm excited about it. I know he's definitely excited. Got all of the business stuff out of the way. Now it's just time to ball. And obviously, if key and a vital piece to this offense, so having him around is going to bring more confidence to the team. And I know, you know, he's been working too, so he'll be ready to get it. But we're definitely all excited. Lastly, I know there's like probably six practices between now and the and the regular season. Mm-hmm. That's enough for him to to get out there. I don't know if you've been in the quite in that kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, it's it, at the end of the day. I mean, we're not pricing. Lots anyway so obviously he would probably feel better having more but I mean when you when you're that type of player and and you know you lock in the way and it's not like he's coming into a new team he knows this the scheme so so getting re-familiar with everything is definitely not going to be how he wants it right out the gate I'm sure but we got plenty of time to, to you know keep working with him and he's gonna hit the hit that book hard and um, do what he got to do in practice to make sure he's ready so there you go Vinny Boston you are right there and Devontae Adams and Devontae's been uh, you know, champion for him the whole time, right? He's been talking about how he wants him there, how he was upset that he wasn't there, and uh, he's been in his ear the whole time trying to get him back to camp and trying to kind of talk him through that process. So, again, more leadership shown by Devontae, and you could tell he's excited to have Josh Jacobs back as well. But, Barry, thank you for that call. I appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Taylor in Oregon. It says, hey, Q, even if it was only five days, it's only preseason. Sure, it's nice for the Raiders to be associated with a positive stat related to wins. There is reason for optimism. Aside from getting our third face of the franchise back, Daniel Carlson just wrapped up a stellar preseason with that monster 62-yard field goal. Last season, the Raiders weren't the only team in one-possession games. It's a trend that probably will continue this year, and having an X-Factor kicker like Carlson shouldn't be overlooked. It often does, unless you're Justin Tucker or you're missing kicks. And on that note, I'll wrap it up with a shout-out to Janikowski for his Hall of Fame eligibility. Long live silver and black, all-pro special teams. That's Taylor from Oregon. Thanks for the text. And, yeah, Cash Money Carlson, he's in mid-season form. 62-yarder. I mean, he's 3-for-3 three three on the day on Saturday. I mean, he, he looks really good. And the dynamic, you know, with the new with the new uh, uh, long snapper as well, looks really good as well. It looks like they're all on the same page. That's something that they've worked a long time in training camp for. And that goes into it as well. That's part of the process. Carlson makes the kick. A.J. Cole makes the kick, but they got to get the ball, right? The long snapper's got to get it there. So it looks like that relationship is really good. The snap the hold, and the kick. So, yeah, all that is really good. And Cash Money Carlson is a guy that's needed in a major way. And to think about this, you know, we talk about Gruden and and Mayock, and, and, you know, they didn't really do very well with their draft picks, and they blew a lot of their picks, and, you know, they could have really turned this franchise around. Remember that John Gruden and company got Daniel Carlson after Minnesota released him, right? He he got drafted by Minnesota. They released him because he wasn't looking too good. And he kind of took a step away, got his mind right. John Gruden... Went out and, and signed him. 
And Cash Money Carlson has been Cash Money Carlson ever since then. So, again, there's a lot that we talk about when it comes to the previous staff about what they didn't do right. I also want to give them props for players like Cash Money Carlson, like Max Crosby, like Hunter Renfro, like Nate Hobbs, right, that they did do right. Right. And there's obviously there's others, but I mean, just Colton Miller. (laughs) Right. I mean, guys like that. Again, it's not enough. It should have been more. Josh Jacobs should have been more. But, you know, for the ones that they did get, I don't want to I don't want to act like they didn't do anything because those are some key players that I just mentioned. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. I got a call from Emilio out of Rancho Cordova. He's calling about preseason game number three, Aiden O'Connell and his performance. Here he is, Emilio out of Rancho Cordova. Hey, what's up, Cuse? and Amelia from Rancho I was just calling you after watching last night's Raider game. Um, I noticed the last couple of weeks we've been singing the praises of uh, Kevin O'Connell. Uh, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, no, yeah. Aiden O'Connell, my bad. Yeah, Aiden O'Connell, but uh, yesterday he didn't look too good, which, I mean, we got we got to be realistic with ourselves. All quarterbacks have a bad game, but I feel like it's nothing to be really concerned about. It's just one bad game out of his first three games in the NFL, so I'm pretty sure he'll learn from it and get better. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, I just watched around that cue, but, um, I think, uh, he'll, he'll get better as he continues to play. This one game, uh, that he didn't do good in is something for Raider fans not to overreact on. But, uh, yeah, man, um, keep doing your thing, too. I listen to the podcast every morning. It helps with my, uh, commute, uh, to work and back. So, all right, Q. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for the call, my man. And yeah, the team in general, like I said in segment two, they didn't have a good day. Right? O'Connell was okay. Wilkerson was good. But for the most part, I felt like that was a showcase, as I said multiple times in segment number two. Uh, I don't know if some teams going to be willing to trade for him, but I feel like that that was the end-all, be-all goal is potentially getting uh, a, a Wilkerson trade, some team to go up and even just some late-round pick. Who cares? If you get something, that's better than nothing. But speaking of Aiden O'Connell and the performance from the team on Saturday, here's Aiden O'Connell following the game with Vinny Bonsignor talking about the team's overall performance. Um, just a frustrating night, I think. You know, we got off to a slow start with the first three and out, and then distance score touchdown. So when you kick a lot of field goals, it's just you know frustrating. You got to put in the end zone, especially when their offense is playing well. So just kind of a frustrating night. Um, definitely left a few plays out there personally. So just just frustrating. As you finished uh, up your three preseason games here, just what's your take overall on your first three uh, games as a pro? Yeah, I think you know a lot of good and a lot of bad to both take and try to learn from. And you know, you just try to learn week to week and not make the same mistake twice. Um, try to you know just cut down the mistakes as much as possible, but also the good plays try to capitalize and, and multiply those. So um, all in all, obviously two and one. We'd like to be three and zero, but um, it was a good couple wins and it was uh, just a not our best performance tonight. There it is, right there. So that was Aiden O'Connell following the game with Vinny Bonsignor, and I definitely appreciate Vinny. Uh, I wasn't able to be at the game. I was doing the pre and the post game show at the Raiders facility, so I didn't make the trip to Big D, but Vinny would be able to provide that sound and send it to me. I thought it was really cool and really uh, on his A game, so definitely appreciate Vinny, and then I'm able to bring that here to the show. We'll close things out with a text from Raider Ed in Orange County, Cali. He says, AQ, 
is Raider Ed from Orange County, California. I want to congratulate you on your five-year anniversary, brother. I'm very happy you are the voice of the Lockdown Raiders podcast. I also want to talk about the dogs of the Las Vegas Raiders. Mad Max, Jimmy G, Jacobs, and Peters are definitely the big dogs, but I feel like Carlson has also earned the title of being a dog. A 62-yard field goal confirms it. I truly believe Carlson is a dog. What do you think, Q? Is it safe to say Carlson is a dog? Much love to Raider Nation. Ari and my man Q. Be safe, everyone. Take care. That's Raider Ed in Orange County, California. Thank you so much for the text. Thanks for the five-year shout-out as well. And man, five years went by quick, right? I remember starting this podcast or starting on this podcast right after uh, Jack Del Rio basically fired himself, went to the podium and announced that he wasn't going to be returning. You know, and then all of a sudden Mark Davis was hiring John Gruden. And that was that was when I started. And now here we are in 2023. And it just seemed like that just went by like that. Boom. Just a quick snap. So, yeah, five years in the books, just like that. And it's funny, I tweeted out because the Locked On Podcast Network tweeted out, congratulations. And so I tweeted out, it's been a fun run uh, with a fun network or a great network. And people thought that meant that I was quitting. They're like, wait, it's over? The run's over? And I was like, no, no, no. I'm just saying it's been a fun run. And it has. I've met a lot of great people. uh, You know, I've had a lot of great relationships, told a lot of great stories, and uh, been part of a lot of people's lives. Even people that I didn't realize, you know, have been affected. So I'm just so glad that this podcast could help people in their everyday walk of life. I don't know how this show affects you on the daily. It could just be you want to get your Raiders information and get out. Uh, you might want to escape from whatever else is going on. You know, I mean, there's so many different things that people use sports and shows like this for. And as long as I can be a part of your day and and help you out with that, whatever the case may be, however I could be assistance, it's it's my honor. I definitely appreciate that. So thank you so much. And there's no doubt that Daniel Carlson's a dog. <laughs> Daniel Carlson, AJ Cole, right? Those guys, they get it, right? Those guys, they they are awesome. And, and it's great for the Raiders to have those kind of dudes, right? A.J. Cole is the guy that can flip the field. That's a, that's changing field position. That's that's a weapon, right? That's something that, that you want to have. And Carlson, I mean, a 62-yard field goal, I know it's preseason, but, man, he just lets you know he's ready to go. He's ramped up. Let's do it. So, yeah, he's definitely a dog. So uh, thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. And, yeah, shout-out to Cash Money Carlson, uh, 62-yard field goal. There's no better way, I guess, to wrap up the preseason than with something like that. So now it's on to the regular season and uh, Denver. All eyes on Denver from everybody, from Max to Jimmy to Josh to Daniel to AJ. Everyone, all eyes on the Denver Broncos. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have more calls and texts throughout that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. We'll have more news and notes of the day, of course, as the Raiders get closer and closer to that Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific time deadline to get the roster trip down to 53 men. And, of course, we'll have plenty of sound from that as well. And, and you know, we'll have plenty of conversation because that's what we do around here. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, Just win, baby.